I invite you to please rise as we give respect to the reading of the Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 2, beginning verse 1 up to verse uh, 5. 2 Timothy chapter, chapter 1, I'm sorry. Chapter 1, verses 1 up to verse 5. I'll be reading on my New King James Version. Verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwell first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. May the good Lord bless the reading of his word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for gathering us under this roof. We know, Father, your presence is with us. Thank you, Lord, for always being faithful and always providing and always guiding us, protecting us every day. Lord, we want to give back all the glory and honor to you. I pray, Father, that you will receive our worship today as a pleasing aroma in your sight. Thank you, Lord, for our guests today. I pray especially for them, that you will speak to them in a very personal way. And Lord, even our moms today, this is a special day for them. I pray, Lord, that you will uh, help them be encouraged through your words today. And Lord, use me. Hide me behind the cross of your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, make your words powerful today so that it will bring changes into the lives of every people who will listen here this morning. Thank you, Lord. And, and Lord, we want to give back all the glory and honor to you. And thank you for our moms. For this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have a seat. God is good. Amen. And he is good because we have mothers. Amen. God provides mothers. And without mothers, you are not here. Amen. And so... Uh, we honor our mom. And the video that you just saw, even though you, you didn't hear anything, it's about mom who was so busy. <laughs> and and I, I, you saw that little girl when she was picked up by her mom. You know what she said? Of course, you did not hear what she said. She said, are you still on your pajama? <laughs> That's what she said. Then our words, mom were so busy. And so uh, I, I, I read a story about this, uh, this four-year-old and six-year-old uh, they presented their mom uh, with a house plant. And they had used their own money, and she was thrilled about what uh, they did to her. And so the older of them said with a sad face, there was a bouquet that we wanted to give you at the flower shop. It was real pretty. It was so beautiful, but it was too expensive. Uh, it had a ribbon on it, and that said, rest in peace. <laughs> and we 
thought it would be just perfect since you are always asking for a little peace so that you can have a rest. <laughs> and you know what? We, 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 we love that story, whether that, that story is good or not. Uh, mom, they need a little peace and rest. Not, not rest in peace, okay, but uh, they're, they're busy, you know. That's why in the book of Exodus, uh, one of the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, what is that commandment? Honor thy father and thy mother. Did you know that the commandment was the only commandment that has a promise after that? What was the promise? If you honor your father and your mother, you will have what? A long life. That's a promise. And that's why whether a mom is a bad mom, whether a mom is a good mom, God's will for us is to honor them. If you don't have any good experience with your mom, God's will for you is to still thank the Lord and honor your mom. Why? It's, it's not what I feel about my mom. It's what God wants me to do if I'm a true child of God. Amen. It is His will. It is His commandment. On this date, of course, that is celebrated as Mother's Day throughout America, not only in America, but in other parts of the world, it is interesting to know that our opinion to our mother is this. Four-year-old, as, as, we, as we grow older, this is our opinion to our mom. Four-year-old age. My mommy can do anything. That's a four-year-old girl, okay? Now, when she turns eight, this is what she said, or he said. My mom knows a whole lot. Twelve years old. My mother doesn't really know quite everything. Teen and twelve, okay, turning teen, okay. We know, you know, if they turn into that that word teen, it's becoming dangerous. No, I'm just kidding, okay. Sixteen or fourteen. Naturally, mother doesn't know that either. You see? She's already teen. Sixteen. Mother! That's a question. She's hopelessly old-fashioned. Eighteen. That old woman? She's out of date. Twenty-five years old. Well, she might know a little bit about it. When you turn 35, before we decide, let's get mom's opinion. Uh, they becoming, you know, they become mature. Forty-five years of age. I wonder what mom would have thought about it. Sixty-five years of age. I wish I could talk it over with my mom. Mom is gone. Mom is gone. I wish I could talk it over with mom. I'm, I'm reminded of my mom. Every time we have, of course, problems, situations in life, we think about mom. But you know, those previous years, teenage years, if you were a teenager today, think about this. Respect your mom. Honor them because mom will not be here forever and ever. It's like these 65 years of age. I wish I could talk it over with mom. And that's why here at Philam International Baptist Church, we honor mom. We honor you and we salute you. Someone defined 
what a mother is. A mother is underpaid, has long hours, gets very little rest. She worries too much about her children, but she says she doesn't mind at all. And no matter how old her children are, she still likes to think of them as little babies. This is true. Even though they have their own families, she wants them to come back. Why? Because mom, they still think of them as little babies. She is the guardian angel of the family. The queen. The tender hand of love. The mother is the best friend anyone ever has. And I like this definition. A mother is L-O-V-E, love. A mother is love. When, when you hear the word love, and it defines mom, this is unconditional. I said unconditionally it's because whether a child is a bad child, a good child, whatever the characteristic of a child, a mom is a mom, and that love doesn't change. And so we will take our lesson this morning about, of course, basing from that love. And we know that when a mom loves, I base it on the question, what is a Christian mother? What is the very characteristic of a Christian mother? And I just put three things, you know, because uh, we're Baptists, three points, okay? Uh, because there's a lot, okay? I just pick the most important characteristic. Number one, what is a Christian mother? A Christian mother submits completely to God's will. So this passage is about the experience of Mary when the angel appeared to him or to her and, and announced that she's having a baby. And so when Mary was only a teenager, she was confronted with the challenge to be completely submitted to God or to his will. So when Gabriel gave her the angelic message that she was to carry the Christ, Mary was stunned. She was shocked. Why? What was the reason why she was shocked? Because in their conversation, if you will read chapter 1, their conversion, Mary said, how can that be? I am a virgin. I am not married. But of course, the angel said that that's, that child in your womb is from the Holy Spirit. Now, the key phrase here is this, after the conversation. Okay, She said, Okay, I am the Lord's servant. May it be unto me. Now, think about this. Was she nervous? Certainly. She has a lot of reason to be nervous. Why? Because in those days, if you are pregnant without a dad, they will accuse you of adultery. And the punishment is what? Death. And so what will the community will say to me? She has all the reason. You know, all, all those questions. 
Was she unsure of her own abilities? Well, of course. Who would not? I don't really understand, Lord. I am a virgin. How will it be? All the persecution, all, all the people's opinion. Was she anxious about the prophecy that part of her future would include pain? Of course. Mary was a little like a mother who sits up late at night, past, uh, far past her, her bed bedtime, waiting uh, for the date to be over. Uh, she was like the father who said the silent heartfelt prayer as he watched his child drive away from the house, you know, taking all those raw instinct into streets, great danger. Mary was likely any parent in this room. Why? It's because uh, we just wanted what is best to our children. Amen. Remember this. Our mom, our dad, our parents, they want what is best for their children. And fully aware that life happens. And think about this. Not all of life is pleasant. I want you to underline that word. Not all of life is pleasant. Your children will experience negative things in life. Your children will experience all those trials that this life throws at us. But a mom who is submitted to the will of God, she will still stick to her Lord. Why? Because she is submitted to the will of God. A godly mom, a Christian mom, will not only look for what is best every day in their lives, what God had given them. They anticipate also things that are not really good in the life of their children. But still, this mom will remain submitted to the will of God. Why? Like Mary, she said, I am the Lord's servant, may it be unto me. Her relationship with Jesus and trust in God's promise encouraged, and encouraged her to turn to him during the wedding at Cana. You remember? During the wedding at Cana? Oh, my son is here. And so what happened? Jesus turned the water into wine. That, that's a good experience, right? Well, with, with, with his son Jesus. And as Jesus begins challenging the status quo by doing things like healing on the Sabbath, ministering to people, and breaking the law of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he was accused of what? Cuckoo. Why? Because he's preaching and teaching against the teaching of the Pharisees in those days. That's why Jesus Christ was accused of out of his mind. But mom was there on his side. Now, this is the painful experience that Mary have experienced. And probably some of you have experiencing this, okay? She watches her son get crucified. John chapter 19. And in that moment, her grief mingles with her lack of understanding regarding God's plan. Did you hear that word? Regarding God's plan. It is God's plan for his child Jesus to die on the cross of suffering. 
and to suffer much. Now, think about this this morning. Are you experiencing suffering in life right now regarding your children? Is there anything that you don't understand? Lord, why is this happening to my children? Why is this happening to my son? Lord, why did you allow this to happen to my daughter? You know what? If you are submitted completely to the will of God, you will trust Him. You will say, Lord, I know you know what you are doing and I will trust you. Mary also, just like you, mom, today, she has the question regarding God's plan. Why? Because there is this lack of understanding regarding God's plan. But when we trust the Lord, when you trust the Lord in everything that your children are experiencing, oh, it proves that you are submitted to His will. So along with the message that parenting, listen, parenting isn't for the weak. We find many helpful lessons in Mary's life. And so the tip being that it takes faith to trust in God's plan. Because again, God's plan are perfect as compared to your own plan. Amen. What is a Christian mother? A Christian mother submits completely to God's will. Will you submit all your predicaments to the Lord right now? If your children are experiencing something that according to your plan, Lord, this is not right. You just submit them to the Lord. Lord, I know who you are. I submit to your plan. And I will. I want to experience really peace in my heart regarding this. Trust in the Lord. He knows what he is doing. Like Mary, I am the Lord's servant. May it be unto me. Amen. A Christian mother submits completely to God's will. Number two, a Christian mother is a praying mother. A Christian mother is a praying mother. I, I want all of us to read this Psalms 113 because Psalms 113 is about praising God and praising God because He answers our prayers. Okay, let's uh, read it together. Okay, ready, begin. Uh, beginning verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, and His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high, who looks far down on the heavens and earth. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes, with the princes of His people. He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. Psalms 113 talks about God will answer our prayers. Not only will answer our prayers, but He listens to your prayer. Amen. And that's why uh, a Christian mother is a praying mother because of this verse or this chapter. And we have a story in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1 
If you don't know the story of 1 Samuel chapter 1, this is the story of Hannah. Hannah was a barren, and she was being mocked by the husband because she, she, she's not bearing any children. And if you are barren in those days, they, you, you, you are a laughing stock. Now, but Hannah believes in the Lord. Not only he believes in the Lord, he, she practices what she believes. And what is that? Prayer. And she prayed seriously about a child. And, and this passage says, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition which I ask of him. She really, she really prayed seriously and intensely. She did not just pray casually, but the prayer is really heartfelt prayer, and the Lord heard her. She bore a son by the name of what? Samuel. Someone has said is this, the head of the home is the father. But the heart of the home is the mother. The head of the home is the father, but the heart of the home is the mother. Now, a father has influence on a child, but the deepest impression is made by whom? By a mother. Mother are perhaps the most powerful and influential force on the face of the earth. And Hannah prayed, and was so persuasive, she changed the course of humanity. I challenge you this morning, mom. Begin to pray for your children before they're born. If you're still, you know, on, on, on the age of bearing children. Even if they're already born, continue praying for them. Amen. There is nothing greater than to raise a baby for Jesus Christ. And the great theologian Augustine, how many of you have heard uh, Augustine, the great theologian? Did you know that he was a renegade boy when he was a child? And then the mom, uh, Monica, uh, prayed for him. Did you know? According to the story, he could not escape the prayers of his mother. And so, Augustine became an instrument of God, just like Samuel. The power of persuasion when it comes to prayer. D.L. Moody, uh, he used to tell the story of a man who came to him and said, When the Mexican War began, I wanted to enlist. My mother, seeing I was resolved, said if I became a Christian, I might go. So simply didn't pray that I might become a Christian, but I would not. So when the war was over, I would become a Christian, but not till then. And, and he continued, all her pleading was in vain. And at last, when I was going away, she took out a watch and said, My son, your father left this to me when he died. Watch. Take it, and I want you to remember that every day at 12 o'clock, your mother will be praying for you. 
Then she gave her a Bible and marked out passages and put a few different references in, in the fly leaf. He said, I took the watch and the Bible just because my mother gave them. I never intended to read the Bible. And so I went off to Mexico. And one day, while on a long march, a weary journey, I took out my watch. And it was 12 o'clock. I had been gone for, for four months, but I remember that my mother at that hour was praying for me. And he said something prompted me to ask the officer to, re to relieve me for, my, for, for, for me for a little while. And I stepped out behind a tree out of those plains of Mexico. And this is what he said. I cried out to God and I asked God to save me. In other words, that very moment, this guy became a Christian. And he said, God saved me. And after the Mexican war was ended, he said, I have enlisted again to see if I can do any good for my master, master's cause. In other words, God's cause. Prayer is very important, mom. Prayer to our children is very important. You cannot do it alone. When you pray, you're asking God, I can do it, so please help me. And remember this, for God, nothing is impossible. I don't know, again, what is your situation right now with your children. I challenge you to keep praying for them. One of my experiences, of course, with my mom, when we, were, when, when we left the Philippines, that was 1996, every time we called back to the Philippines, this is what my mom kept on saying. Joel, we are praying for you. Isn't it wonderful hearing mom saying, Joel, I am praying for you. Mom, keep telling your children that you are praying for them. But when you say to them you're praying for them, make sure you're doing it. Sometimes it's, it's just a, a, an expression. I will pray for you. I'm praying for you. Are you really doing it? Do it. Because there is power in prayer. Amen. Especially if you have a teenager, they need a lot of prayer. Why? Because in our society today, you're not with them 24 hours a day. They are bombarded with these liberal teachings of our society, you know, uh, keep on throwing at them. You can only fight by praying for them and telling them that God loves them. And when you pray, it's, it's, it's an incredible thing to pray right out of the Bible. Because when we pray right out of the Bible, you know that your prayer lines up with the will of God and it comes out of the Word of God. And I will, I, I, I will share this with you. If you don't know how to pray for your children, I want you to take a look at the monitor and you know, take a picture. And, and it is found in Ephesians chapter 3, 14 to 21. For this cause, I bow down my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant, insert your, your child's name, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, 
that Christ may dwell in the name of your child, heart, by faith, that, again, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the depth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you know, the name of the child might be filled with all the fullness of God. These are the effective prayers. Why? Because they line up with the will of God and it is, of course, biblical prayer. A mom is not only submitted to the will of God, a Christian mom is not only a praying mom, but number three and last, a Christian mother possesses a sincere faith. He possesses or she possesses a sincere faith. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, the passage that we've just read, the word sincere, I reminded, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that now lives in you. Now think about this. The word sincere means Stresses absence of hypocrisy, feigning or any falsifying embellishment or exaggeration. See, the apostle Paul said, I know your mom, I know your grandma, their faith is so sincere. And when their faith is so sincere, I know that they pass it with you. And that's why I know, Timothy, that you will do good. So in other words, there is this confidence in the Apostle Paul that Timothy will be a good worker of the Lord. Why? He credited it to Grandma Louise and Mother Eunice. Who are these women? Of course, these are godly women. And these women are God's instrument for Timothy to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They pass their faith to Timothy. And now Timothy is serving the Lord. You see, a Christian mother possesses a sincere faith. Now, uh, there are kinds of faith. Faith in two ways. Okay, Number one, it is the faith that mother lives. It is a faith the mother lives. Now, it is her daily life and attitude. Okay? This is your daily life and attitude. Because when you are a Christian, you will really display the very character of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in your life. Because we have a sincere faith, you have a sincere faith that characteristic of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is sin in you. It is her daily life and attitude. And so it is her influence for good and evil. Now, I, I, I will give two illustrations of mom influencing their children to do evil. Okay, My point here is this. Your, your influence is really, you know, very important to your children. I, I mark them down. It, it's, they are all kings, and of course, kings have moms. Started in, in 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 52, and this is what the scripture said. This is Ahaziah reigning in Israel, King Ahaziah. He did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his mother and in the way 
of his mother and in the new way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebar, who had made Israel sin. Now, this is a sad commentary about mom. Why? Because according to this verse, she influenced her son to do what? Evil. That's why mom, again, your influence is uh, very important. Second Chronicles 22 verse 3, again, this is Ahaziah's reign in Judah, verse 3. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother, listen, for his mother advised him to do wickedly. Ah, what kind of mother is this? Telling her son to do wicked things. But a Christian mom will not do that. Amen. Will you advise your children to do wicked things and commit sin? No. Why? Because a Christian mother will influence their children with a faith that is in them. And that faith, of course, is in line with the very character of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen. Your influence is powerful. That's why, mom, use your influence for your children to do good things, not bad things. Number two, not only it is a faith that mother leads, but also it is a faith a mother teaches. A mother teaches. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, we are divinely, of course, forbidden to forsake the teaching of parents in which a mother's rule are very important. And so this identical emphasis is repeated and strengthened in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20. And also, if we are not to forsake her teaching when we are young, neither are we to look with scorn upon a mother in her old age. So children, you know that your, your, your mom's influence are very important. And mom will not teach their children to do bad things. And so listen to them. Why? Because it is their faith teaches what is, of course, right in the sight of God. And, and you listen to them. We listen. How many of you, when you were a, a, a teenager, you don't listen to your parents? <laughs> uh, some of you ad admit it, and I, I'm proud of you, okay? And I hope you repented of that sin. <laughs> you know, uh, if, if, if you don't listen to their teaching, yeah, you will suffer the consequences. <laughs> there is consequences. Uh, you, you, you only realize when you are of age, right? But when you are a teenager, when you are still, you know, young and vibrant, you, you, you can embrace the whole world. When, when mom says something, you don't listen to them. But when you have your own life, you have your own children, just like, you know, oh, why did I do that? You, you, you regret it. If you are listening to me today, teenagers, li listen to this. Don't be stubborn. Listen to your parents because your parents love you so much. Okay? Because they have a faith that teaches, not only teaches, you know, what is best for you, but I know they want the best thing in your life. Amen. When your mom says no, it's no. 
Okay, when they said yes, it's yes. When they encourage you to do something that is good, do it. Don't rebel against your parents. Because you will suffer the consequences of it. One uh, way to honor your parents is to obey them. Children, young people, are you listening to me? <laughs> if, you, if you're already old, if you rebel against your uh, parents when you were teen, I encourage you to just repent, ask the Lord to forgive you. <laughs> because it's, it's again, uh, being a mom or a dad, it's not easy. Amen. And that's why a, a Christian mother, they have sincere faith. And they want that sincere faith to be possessed also by their children. A mother is a part of God's plan to teach her children. Okay? And, and we are to respect her place under her. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, read this. That was in August 16, August 16, 1987. We came, we moved in here in Arizona 1996. That's uh, uh, November of 1996. But, but the August, August, the month of August, you come here from San Diego. Uh, and San Diego is a very nice place, a climate. And then you come here and being invited to speak in the church. And you go out here at uh, Sky Harbor, <laughs> so hot, okay? But August 16, 1987, there is this Northwest Airline flight. And the flight number is 225. This flight crashed just after taking off from the Detroit airport, killing 155 people. One survivor. Only one survived. A four-year-old from Tempe, Arizona. Named Cecilia. When rescuers found Cecilia, they did not believe she had been on the plane. Investigators first assumed Cecilia had been a passenger in one of the cars on the highway onto which the airline crashed. They, 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 they think that uh, she was a passenger from, from any car on that uh, cross side. But when the passenger register for the flight was checked, there was Cecilia's name. She was one of the passengers. Cecilia survived even as the plane was falling. Cecilia's mother, her name is Paula Chikan. I don't know if that is, I pronounce it correctly. C-I-C-H-A-N. Unbuckled her seatbelt. Removed the buckle by the seatbelt. And got down on her knees in front of her daughter and wrapped around her body, around Cecilia, and then would not let her go. Let's imagine, all of us, of course, we've experienced riding a plane and then she unbuckled herself and wrapped around in front of us. 
That's why Cecilia survived. Think about this. Nothing could separate the child from her parents' love. Neither tragedy nor disaster, neither the fall nor the flames that followed, neither height nor depth, neither life nor death. Those are moms. They have the unconditional love. They will even give their very own lives to their children. And that's why, mom, we salute you. And we thank you. But this morning, if you are a mom, and, and you don't know you are a Christian or a child of God, there's a good news for you. The Bible talks about God as our Father, but that doesn't mean that He doesn't have a plenty of attitudes that we associate closely with mothers. I want you to bring this and put this into your heart, okay? Even, even though you are already mom and need guidance, these verses are very important, and this very characteristic of God the Father shows us this motherly love. Number one, okay, God cares for his people like an eagle hovering over her young, according to Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 11. Imagine, okay, you think you are alone? You think you are on your own? Oh, imagine this, okay, God cares for you. He cares for you. God is concerned for his people like a midwife cares for the child She's delivered. Psalms 22, 9 to 10. He's concerned. We have a God who wants to be involved in your personal life. You cannot do it alone. And that's why this verse is telling us just, he's just like a mom. He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. Are you lonely? Are you alone? You feel forsaken. We have Again, like a mom. God will never forget his children like a mother will not forget their nursing child. Who will abandon a nursing child if you are on your right mind? God will always do that to you. He will never abandon you. Isaiah 49 verse 19. And God comforts his people like a nursing mother. You need comfort? Go to God. He will give you comfort. And sometimes what's wrong with us is if we have a problem, we try to, oh, whom I will dial? Ah, you know, I need counselor. No, go to the Bible, go to the book. This is his word. And go straight to the Lord. Because he said he will comfort you. And last, God experiences the anger of a mother bear who's been robbed of her cubs. You see? You know what? A mom is a mom. If a, if a child or a son or daughter is in danger, uh, he just imagine. 
a bearer. In other words, God will always protect you when you are in danger. Amen? Why? Because he loves you so much. And so this morning, again, thank you, Mom. And we want to honor you this morning. I want you all to please stand up, all the moms, and I want you to please come forward. And children, if you are here and your mom is here, we want you to grab a flower over there and give it to your mom.